Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam and Matt, decaying with the boys, coming at you harder than Charlotte Flair's phantom kicks. So, before we get into anything here, we want to let you guys know about our friends over at First Sip Brew Box. They continue to bring the bring you the best beer gear in a monthly subscription box. With Big Danky on the loose, First Sip Brew Box blends original designs, swag from breweries, food, glassware, and much more to give the craft beer nerd in your life a fun surprise. Follow at First Sip Brew Box on all social media for details and grab your gear right now at firstsipbrewbox.com. Big Danky's coming for you. Big Danky's coming for you, baby. Hey, first and foremost. Yes. Not. I think we're going to touch on it later, but how was your Father's Day, father? It was really good. It was really good, man. I I got some uh, dope t-shirts, but my wife got me... Um, she got me a new handbag. It was really nice. She. Uh, I had a sling bag that I had used for like 10 years, and it finally like shattered into a thousand pieces. I tried to put it on, so... Um, my wife actually broke one of our rules and the rules were, I don't buy her clothes and she doesn't buy me tack gear. And she showed up with a new five eleven bag. She and, bought you some t- attack bag and it hit yeah. the spot. Nice. How about you, man? It was good. Uh, I mean, I have no children. I just have fur children. Um, so it was the best father's day cause someone bugged you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, so yeah, I got a, I got a nice, it's called a, uh, cater gator cooler. Yeah. And I got tickets to see Billy strings in August. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so it was a good day. And then she drove, uh, my cars in the shop. So my lovely yeah. wife drove me to three different breweries and I had a blast. All wow, day. man. That's really, that's really cool, man. Yeah, It was a really cool day. It was like almost, it was probably better than my yeah. COVID birthday. Possibly. It was uh, a really good day. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Your COVID birthday was a lot of fun though. I mean, you still had a decent time. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. But this like going to breweries and getting day drunk while someone else drives yeah. you around is the best. It was day drinking. Didn't get as sloppy as my birthday. Like I felt better the next yeah. day. <laughs> That's always the best part when you're not nursing the hangover and eating Cheetos. Like it's the gift of life. So that's always good. Uh, I think I got a scunch too drunk on father's day. Uh, it's, impo- it's impossible. It's Father's Day. You get you as would, drunk as you want. You would think it's impossible, but then you should have saw me trying to grill because I had like my in-laws and everyone came over and I was trying to grill and all I did was like sway towards the grill when I was checking. I was like, oh, that's too hot. I need to sway back. <laughs> you you could get too drunk if you're yeah hanging with other dads. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But there was especially father-in-law. Yeah. Well, my idea here was like, there were too many hands, eyes, and feet, and they could all watch my kids while Papa got a little day drunk and grilled food. Uh, and it worked out, man. I mean, much akin to you, I had a great day and, uh, it's just nice to hang out and just not have any cares for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of getting drunk and having a great time, Adam, it's come to my understanding that we have been tapped to bring something very exciting to not only our podcast, but to our listeners and to like the craft beer industry, really. So we do, uh, we do feature local beers here and we are bringing you something phenomenal from abjuration down McKee's rock. So Adam, let's tell everyone what we have. Yeah. So it's been really hard to wait on something from abjuration because they're one of our favorite breweries uh, on the podcast and in this household. Um, so we were waiting for something super special, yeah. and they actually reached out to us Which and said, cool. hey, could you feature this? It's something brand new to beer, is how it was explained to me. So it is an oaked IPA. Yes. And it is 
phenomenal. I can't, like, I know we're supposed to wait and, like, do the sound, like, clink our glass and do yeah. the drop. I couldn't help it. Yeah, we were already drinking it before yeah. we went live. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't help it. But anyway, just for the sake of the sounds, oh, cheers. Oh, like every sip before. Yeah. It's phenomenal. So a little yeah. bit of background on sure. Abjuration. Like you said, they're on McKee's Rocks, yes. right on Broadway and McKee's Rocks in the Broadway Theater building. Uh, mm-hmm. They share it with the Broadway Theater, and there's a little bar in there. Very cool atmosphere. Um, they're going – they're well into their third year. They're about to turn four here this winter um, and just killing it. Uh, real inspiration for me personally because they came from the homebrewing scene, started super small, super crafty, super specialized – and as they grow, they're still keeping it there, yeah. obviously, with an oaked IPA. Yeah. Um, this was actually developed by one of their assistant brewers, Zach Fogel. Sorry if I mispronounced your last name. I think it's... Fogel! <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> Zach. Um, but a, a really unique recipe. Um, as far as how it tastes and looks, it threw me off immediately. Because yes. when I heard oaked IPA, I... Just instinctually kind of expected a clear West Coasty beer. Yes. It is very hazy. Yeah. Um, and it tastes hazy, mm-hmm. but it also tastes very oaky. Yes. It's like, it's like a, um, it does not sound like maybe it's a good pairing, but it's kind of yes. like a hazy, juicy IPA mixed with a little bit of bourbon. Yeah. And uh, it just is a great marriage. Yeah. And as it's getting warmer in my glass, it's like transforming into something even better. It's, it's really delicious. I can tell you, and that's exactly the first reaction I had when you, when we were pouring the glasses here, I expected to like see something super crispy that I can see through. This thing's opaque, which is fine because Papa likes a good hazy and it is like, and I just had a little burp there and it's, and the, even my burp is coming back with a little bit of like the juiciness and, and I can, I can taste the oak in like every sip I'm taking it, Like you said, it's a weird marriage of flavors when you hear it but damn it it plays so well together i mean and it, what comes in between like six and seven percent somewhere around there i think it's yeah right in right yeah. in the middle there yeah, it's so it's experimental six, 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 they didn't even tell us yeah but yeah the, the first batch i mean i haven't seen anything like this around the city state yeah. other states i've traveled to so yeah. uh if you're if you're within earshot go get it it's on tap now at abjuration absolutely and i and i like to say you know aside from that one time where a fan got me donuts this is probably the coolest thing i've gotten so far for doing this podcast so thank you abjuration uh you're such a unique place to go to i highly recommend going on fridays when there's open mic comedy uh that's a cool night because uh, also too the the jazz bars there too so yeah they do jazz i think one friday a month and yeah the rest were i it's all kind of blurry to me now because we're coming out of covid yes. stuff's going back to the schedule but pre-covid yeah they had a jazz friday every month and then the other three fridays were open mic comedy yeah. they have a karaoke night there um trivia night i think on thursdays i might be speaking way out of school now but um yeah, check them out. Check out the schedule. Go in there. There's banners everywhere on what events are coming up. I'm sure you'll be seeing them at some poor events. Oh, yeah. Um, they do some pop-ups. Yeah, follow them on the socials, Abjuration Brewing Company. Yeah, and if you are looking on Instagram and you see a nice test beaker full of deliciously off-colored liquid, that is them. I mean, they their serving wear is really cool, and all the people that work there have been very friendly to us. Um and much like Adam said, they they started from the home brewing scene, and now they're just killing it. And I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, and they, I mean, you can take 
non-beer drinkers there and they'll find something they like they do these super experimental like sours and pastry dessert beers but at the same time they have like a classic like honey lager on or a or an iced lager for the true beer aficionados and then they have great hazy ipas west coast ipas like it's they have a ton of taps on at all times there's always like between eight and 14 right. beers flowing, just depending on And they're all demand. different. Yeah. They're yeah. all different. Yep. Yeah. And as a, as a big man, I can only tell you, when it gets to their sour game, they they are killing it in the sour game. That candied sour that comes out is just, it's a dream. I love all, I get multiple four skis when that comes out. Um, so yeah. So again, Abjuration, thank you for allowing us to debut this. And uh, I look forward to getting many more pints, growlers, and cans whenever I can. So thank you, Abjuration. I look forward to seeing you guys uh, down there in McKee's Rocks. Yeah. So from Buckle to Bell, the boys give you the top news in the squared circle. So first and foremost, our uh, a guy who kind of fits our, our body profile, Adam, Mr. Kevin Owens, Mr. Mr. Thicky KO, he's going to take some time off after his defeat to Sami Zayn at Hell in the Cell. Uh, well, defeat by def- Sami Zayn. Yes, yeah. defeat by Z- Sami Zayn. Which, by the way, and I know we'll get into this later, they've only fought each other 100 times. And it's still interesting. It's amazing. The chemistry between those two is uh, unparalleled. Uh, I mean, you're getting kind of like rematches constantly, but I could watch KO and Sami Zayn go at it every month on a pay-per-view and not really get that bored with it. But uh, no one's really sure right now if Kevin Owens has an injury or if he's just simply like, hey, man, I've been doing this consistently without injury for so many years. I just need some time off. I've read it's not a legit injury. I heard it's either just some time off or it's part of the storyline. Yeah. But I'm not. I mean, we'll find out soon enough. I hope he's back by SummerSlam to get in front of the crowds again. That would be uh, sick. Yeah, yeah, one of my favorites. So. Well, I know who you can't ask about that is WWE Creative because apparently they don't know what's going on, and they uh, and when they say it on podcast, they get fired. Uh, that that poor woman came on and she's like, "Oh, our champions like Bobby Ashley, Bobby Lashley." Oh, I I heard that. Yeah, man, she got shit canned uh, this morning. Good. Yeah, she should have. Yeah, <laughs> all those he was in that group, the Hurt Business. Yeah, they wear suits and they're like we're cool. Uh, that was the best best stable you've had in the decade and you're just like taking a big shit on them <laughs> oh my god but, uh, speaking of taking a huge shit uh if i said the name Dewdrop to you how would that make you feel adam i know it's piper nevin and yeah i don't like her name change and i uh, hope it's it seems like on screen she doesn't like it either mm-mm. so hopefully it's just a storyline thing and She'll be taken seriously eventually. I mean, I like everything about her, uh, except for the name. Yeah. So so the name, actually, because, you know, WWE Creative has been known for their complete sensitivity towards the LGBTQ community. Uh, that's why they named her Dewdrop because it's supposed to be slang for someone who has, like, polyamorous relationships in, like, a pansexual kind of setting. Uh, you know, Nevin has never... Uh, taken on any other names other than that. So to give her Dewdrop under this uh, Eva Marie storyline, which by the way, I saw something today, like a rumor through uh, I think Fightful, they're ready to fire Eva Marie already. It's been, it was de- it was debunked. Was it earlier this afternoon? Okay, yeah, yeah. I was already so saying she's, man, she's still in. That would have made uh, me I don't know ponder the the senility right <laughs> of creative right at that point. 
but what you know what's not uh, crazy right now is that there are three people eyeing a return to the squared circle, and that is Brock Lesnar, the man Becky Lynch, and I apologize to China because I didn't know what countries were John Cena. Um, by the way, John Cena's Chinese wasn't bad. No, he actually did a great. pretty good job. For with a guy that. that plays Candy Crush for six hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, John Cena. If you don't know John Cena, what, what did he, who did he call uh, a country? It was I he called Taiwan a country. A country, and that's been under feudal, uh, you know, debate with China. They wish they were. <laughs> yeah, they definitely wish they were, and I wish you were too. But John Cena turned heel and went with inside <laughs> with China. He did. We told Vince McMahon he would not do, and he turned heel on China. Uh, so no, let, not on with China. Which. <laughs> China's his tag team partner. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have called them a country. You can definitely go kick their fucking ass and I'll, <laughs> I'll support it. So Lesnar, I think, is eyeing a return uh, for SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that's what has to happen because there's nobody in line for Bobby Lashley right now. Right. Of Because they killed the Cesaro line. So really, there's nobody left. So Lesnar can come in and probably and probably put on a good match, but he's like in his forties now, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Early, yeah, like forty three, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in his forties. Lashley's in his forties. So you got you know they're two pretty big guys. They could probably put on a pretty good match, but I think right now what you're looking at is a collision course for SummerSlam, which is fine. Um, I would probably watch that. I'd buy that. Uh, I want to see a stipulation though. I want to see something like where they can't get away from each other because I don't want it to be like a Brock Lesnar uh, Goldberg match where they just like bump shoulders into each other because they were both like part time in it. So I want to see it go full force. Like a give me like a Texas strap match or something, you know, like just two hosses just tied up to each other. They can't get away. That'd be pretty interesting. I would love that, man. Uh, the man Becky Lynch was seen backstage at uh, Hell in a Cell, but she didn't have any uh, lines or any matches or any uh, any rumored appearances. Yeah, no presence. But uh, from my understanding is the back the back room from all my correspondents out there that feed me information. Thank you to all two of you <laughs> who send me DMs. Uh, apparently, Becky Lynch is um, is still very well received in the back, and people are like really anticipating her return. Um, I would love to see her come back in and take something like a Sasha Banks on. I think that'd be a fun contest to see her come in at because right now you don't really need to mess with the titles because I think creative trying to screw that up themselves. No, I mean, we'll get into it when we do the recap yeah. of Hell in the Cell. I think they're squeezing title matches into places they don't even need to be yeah. right now. So right. yeah, they, you don't need to get a title involved. Yeah. I don't think you need to get a title involved, especially with Becky Lynch. She sells tickets uh, without needing to go for a title. Yeah, have her help build up one of these new women yeah. that are freaking awesome in the ring, too. Right. Like, there could be a really cool storyline there. Just get creative. Creative. Yeah, you would hope. Uh, and that's what we always hear at the Judgeatorium, hope that they do get a little creative and creative. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, last but not least, we already talked about Captain China, uh, John Cena, making his return. And he's trying to play dumb like he doesn't know when he's coming back. But I can also see him eyeing up a return to SummerSlam. Because there's also another person who's rumored to return at SummerSlam, The Fiend. Oh, that'd be nice. How about a rematch? That'd be nice. That'd be pretty cool, right? <laughs> uh, it'd be kind of nice, but I saw, again, thank you to my all my two correspondents. You've been very nice to me. Uh, my The rumor mill that's been presented to me is that Cena returns, beats Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, and then goes to WrestleMania, gets fucking flattened by Roman Reigns, and retires. 
getting a 17th title to take over the overall title uh, record and then getting smashed by Roman and saying, thank you so much. I'm going to go do the, I'm going to go do like the Marine 10 or whatever. So does that mean the fiend just comes into play to get squashed by him at like survivor series? It would make sense for that to happen. I mean, of course, cause you can't like, you can't let that feud linger between three pay-per-views. There's going to be a stepping stone there and who better than Jeff Hardy, the fiend. <laughs> oh, I mean Kevin Owens would be the other yeah. option because they've yeah they've definitely used him for that. Uh, yeah, where's Braun Strowman at these days? Yeah. Bring uh, him back to get squashed again, real quick. Oh my god, the match lasted five minutes, and John Cena just kept fucking f ing everybody. So I see a bigger problem with these people coming back at SummerSlam. I don't know if you want me to bring it up now or I can bring it up after we recap the Bobo Lashley match. Let's bring it up after the Bobo okay. Lashley because I think you and I have the same idea here okay. and I'd love to start hammering the shit out of this. Yes. Uh, so on to a promotion that is expanding. AEW is set to premiere Rampage August 13th 8pm in the 412. So we are excited here. Unfortunately I think you and I we both can't get tickets to this, or you can, and I can. I'm going to try my best yeah. to go. I might be going alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's a ch- If I buy a ticket for my wife and ask very nicely, and she's off work, yeah, she'll probably go with me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. flying so. <laughs> I would just say the major sell is that if she's never been to a wrestling event, and I know you and I both have, it's the atmosphere is kind of cool. It's like people who don't like to watch hockey on TV but go to a hockey game in person, and they're like, Jesus Christ, this is incredible. I think it's kind of the same thing, because by then, of course, live fans, AEW puts on a pretty good show, and I think with Britt Baker still being the champion at that time, she's going to do something crazy. And correct me if I'm wrong, they're doing the Peterson Event Center, I believe. Yes. Which I... I think I saw wrestling there as a kid. Like yes. ECW did yes. that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped. Dude, Love the venue. I can tell you right now. It's going to be loud. Yes. The Peterson Event Center went crazy for Shane Douglas when he came out. So, if they went crazy back then for Shane Douglas in like the early 2000s, it's going to pop until you have a migraine for Britt Baker. Plus, that arena is set up so well. I, flashback to whenever I was uh, in high school. I played basketball there in a... At a tournament where we got stomped, of course, because we came from Green County and we played somebody from. I think we played Aliquippa. Here come them corn fed kids. Yeah. They're about to get wrecked. They they all took a look at us and they're like, they're all really big. And then the first dude dunked on us and they're like, nah, we'll be okay. <laughs> I think we lost like 80 something to 20 something. <laughs> but regardless of my failures as an adolescent, uh, the way it's worked out here is that the the court is elevated. So if they're going to have that elevation pad to circle it with the fans, you're going to get a unique sight line to that event. So get your tickets now. Uh, again, August 13th, Friday the 13th, where all your uh, Jason gear, it starts at 8 p.m. I will. Yes. And usually AEW does a pretty good job of bringing, uh, bringing the flashiness to their live shows. And this will be the first Rampage, which will be cool. So, speaking of AEW, it sounds like AEW Dark, which used to be filmed before uh, Dynamite, is going to move. They have basically done what WWE did, and they purchased an area where they're going to have like a development center. Okay. And they're going to move the Dark matches there. Um, there's still an idea here where they may not even put these matches on YouTube anymore. This may be something that they do 
um, on a different streaming service. Uh, there's also a rumor, thanks again to the two people who tell me things, that there could be an AEW streaming service coming down the line here um, where you can you know, do the monthly fee and see everything like fight TV. Um, I know AEW doesn't want to go into fight TV cause they'll be going against NWA, uh, MMA matches and right. everything. They don't want to just jam themselves in there. And also they'll go against new Japan. And I don't in realms of like great matches. I don't know if AEW can compete even on a streaming service with new Japan. Well, I'm not, I mean, no offense to, cause it basically is their developmental, but I'm not going to pay like even three bucks to watch no. AEW dark. Like, yeah. I, I, I think it's a good idea if they're going to not air it. Like, that's fine. Yeah. If they're going to air it, you need some sort of crowd noise. Like, mm -hmm. whether you open the doors for your live events two hours early and the fans that are there are the fans that are there and want to check it out. Yeah. Or, or you move it. I mean, you're going to have that extra hour on TV now maybe that'll right. take your mm -hmm. high mid-carters and elevate them a little more. So, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with them moving to a – New location, obviously, they can't probably can't be in Daly's place no. while football season's going yeah. on this year. So they're going to have to move somewhere. Um, yeah, if they're pulling it off YouTube and they're not really airing it, then a live crowd isn't as important for yeah. me to watch it. Like, I'll ch I, I will always check the recaps of AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. Yeah. And if something's good or interesting, I'll get, go, you know, find it on YouTube for yeah. that 20 minutes and watch it. But it's a bunch of squash matches. And it's, it is. It is their developmental. And yeah. It's interesting to see some new faces, but it's I, it's just too much time for me out of my week to watch yeah. every single minute of I tried. Of AEW. I tried. <laughs> I tried. It was like Mondays I was watching – or was it Tuesdays? Tuesdays I was watching Dark. So it was Mondays I'd watch Raw, Tuesdays I'd watch Dark, and then Wednesdays I would flip between AEW Dynamite and NXT – and then Thursday, I would watch NWA Power and Impact flip between those two. And then Friday, I would tune into SmackDown. So by the end of the week, my wife was just like, can you please stop watching professional wrestling right. and hang out with me? I miss AEW on Wednesdays. So I bad. do, too. You would think by selling the replica belts for $700 a piece, they'd be able to just like get their niche market where they can just shoot on Wednesdays. Because uh, who the fuck is buying a replica belt for $700? Not me. I'm going to go to Walmart to get one of those crappy plastic ones for WWE and smash it up and make my own hardcore I was, belt. I was going to buy you one for your birthday. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I know. I know. Here's what I know. Because I want to eventually get a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I was going to say. We, I think that, and I agree with, that guys buy better gifts for guys because we just have that more of a... Like, a, I know what you like to do for fun kind of thing. And I know what's going to happen. You buy me a replica belt. I get you tickets to, like, WrestleMania. Then you get me a fucking, like, a motorbike. And I get you a jet ski. And then before you know it, we're divorced and we're living together. Which is fine. Oh, before that happens, I'll be dead on the Ohio River because <laughs> I wrecked my jet ski. <laughs> well, after this podcast, I'm like, today's a day, guys. I'm sorry to report this, but Adam died in a fiery accident. <laughs> like, oh my God, was it the smiley face killer? No. No, he wishes. His, his jet ski's on fire right next to the body. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now on the news, and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, I do agree in general, but not to like... yeah. 
hype my wife too much, but she's pretty good. She bought me an awesome beer cooler. Yeah. She like knows the way to my heart is beer. Right. So I get awesome beer coolers. I get new fermenters and new brew equipment every holiday and birthday. So can't beat that. She she does pretty well. I would say my wife has a shotgun blast idea where she tells all of her siblings what I like. So I end up getting I get multiple gifts for like my birthday and stuff. And I can tell you that they all kind of get it pretty well. And it's like, it's my wife's job to get me the boring gifts. And then everyone else gets me like the Penguins championship hockey placard with like the trim the nets from game seven in it, you know, stuff like that. But I give my my wife a lot of credit because she actually listens to all my bullshit. So, hey man, she bought me a tack. Yeah. And then blasts it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she definitely pays attention. She does. She's like, I'll give everyone else an opportunity to bond with my husband. So not to butt into the news segment, but there was breaking news today as we were coming on the air. Ooh. Uh, another round of WWE releases mm. has hit. Um, Who's dead? Looks like they're mostly hitting uh, NXT and developmental. Okay. Uh, so there's a list here. I'm just going to read them off real quick. No real history. Uh, your, your big ones I'll start with and go down the line. Uh, so Fandango got cut. Tony Nese. Tyler Breeze. Killian Dane, which is super new. I, I just read yeah. that as I pulled it up now. Uh, Everrise, which was a tag team that I think was featured once. Uh, Aria Davari, August Gray, The Bollywood Boys, Marina Shafir, Kurt Stallion, and Arturo Ruas. Wow. Have all been cut uh, today, uh, Friday the 25th. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a long list of people. And I can tell you right now, and I say this with no ill will towards any of them. I don't know what any of them did. I mean, I know the top nice. three. I, I really like killing Dane yeah. in NXT. Like right. he was in that huge ladder match, the big Harry Scott. You're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, you don't know him because he's been off TV for like months. That's gotta be it. Yeah. Cause wrestling is definitely like, what, what have you done for me lately? Kind right. of thing, which I do feel bad about. Cause I don't want anyone to lose their job, but I don't know, man. Like, I believe the husband of Nikki Cross, too, I think. Ooh, Nikki Cross is a superhero now, by the way. <sighs> don't. I heard it was her idea, so that's fine if it was her idea. Other than uh, that, it sucks. <laughs> who knew that the hurricane would be reincarnated as something this dumb? Even worse. She's like, what was it, Mighty Molly? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was, it was the hurricane, Mighty Molly, and now fucking Nikki Cross. <laughs> I just... Oh, God. And yeah, if she pitched it herself, kudos to you. Hopefully, it leads to something cool. But I can already tell you right now, look at how bad Alexa Bliss is right now in her role. Don't get a wash in someone saying, hey, this is a good idea. Because you're just going to get real sad. Speaking of real sad, we put it out to the Twitterverse about Hell in a Cell 2021. And you guys came back strong and gave this card a solid C. Every single one of you voted for a C. It didn't fail, but it didn't surpass expectations. It just kind of came in and said, hey, we're a pay-per-view. Yeah, so before we get into the breakdown, I think a C is kind of fair because I think the work rate in most of the matches was an A. Yeah. But the storytelling, the storylines, the creative, where they're going from here was a D at best. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, I mean, a, a C is fair. I wasn't disappointed with what was happening in the ring. I just didn't know why it was happening or yeah. how, like how it, they decided to do some of these finishes that we'll get into. Yeah. There wasn't much here that I was like, cause you know, like when you watch, when you want to watch a, a pay-per-view 
for WWE, you want to be enthralled with the storyline. And that's what makes the the passion of the match even that more electric. Like Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. That was a buildup. That was beautiful. Um, none of that happened here. Uh, like, But you said, though, the talent in the ring, A number one. Yeah. But just no no buy-in. Uh, so speaking of the buy-in, the first match here, uh, in the and what they can be considered the buy-in, uh, Natalia defeated Mandy Rose, uh, both with their sidecars, Tamina and Dana Brooks, respectively, by submission, um, which is cool because Natalia brings back the sharpshooter, uh, nostalgia bomb for me. Uh, Mandy Rose showed a lot of improvement in this match. I think she's developing into a stronger singles wrestler, but there's uh, a long road for her to pave right now. She's trying to dig out of that hole of being attached to Otis for so long. I agree. Uh, yeah, Mandy, uh, biggest note for me on this was Mandy Rose did look better, um, in the ring. She always looks great. Although getting way more muscular, she's like, she's ripped. Yeah, man. Um, still has like. Those weird pauses, though, where she's, like, waiting for the next spot. It's just not fluid yet. Yeah. But other than that, doing better. Yes. Um, wasn't a terrible match. You'll hear this from me a bunch on this episode. Don't know where they're going from here. feel like it'll just be the other two fighting on Raw on Monday. Yeah. And then uh, a, tag, a match. tag title match, which yeah. l- l- Mandy and... Uh, Mandy and Dana Brooke will lose. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, also, too, it'll... And it won't be featured on anything prominent. It'll just be like the second match on Raw. And yeah, you're right. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose aren't, aren't in line for any gold yeah, like right two now. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Right in the halfway point before Money in the Bank. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of uh, Money in the Bank, Ms. Bianca Belair, who I believe is the best current champion in WWE. Um, she, she defeated Bailey by pinfall. Uh, it was a Hell in a Cell match. There was some brutal spots in there. I give them both a lot of credit as they fought for the women's uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, most notably, the spot with the kendo sticks I thought was really cool. You know why I like that spot the most? Why? Because <laughs> Bailey told Michael Cole to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> she said, "Shut up." The people watched it last year. They know. Stop explaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anytime you tell Michael Cole to shut his fucking yap that you're going to get bonus points in my book. But Bianca Belair, of course, they're both are, both of these women know what they're doing in the ring. I think they have great chemistry. I just need to see them square off on the storylines. Bailey built up so well to Sasha Banks. That that was a great match. There's nothing here. Nothing at all. Uh, she laughed at her. Oh, thank Th- goodness. That's really what yeah. the, that's the whole that was the whole hype video before it. She laughed at Sasha, <laughs> or not Bianca? Bailey laughed at Bianca. Yeah, let too many. Not, let me not use my pronouns. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bailey laughed at Bianca. So Bianca challenged her to a match because why are you laughing at me? Yeah, I'm like that's really weak. Right. With as good as some of the aspects of Bailey's heel character, yeah. like it has some really good aspects. You could have done more than just that. Yeah, I agree with it's that. Very lazy. Um, probably my. Maybe my favorite match of the night. Uh, worst part was there was a weird hair versus chair spot at the beginning. Yeah. That just looked really, f- I'm going to use the F word, fake. Looked really fake. Yeah. From there, the match picked up. Favorite part of the match besides Bailey telling Michael Cole to show up. She did like a sunset flip powerbomb yeah. into the cell. That was cool. On Bianca, which was sick. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And it speaks again to their tacticianship. Like, they really go in there and they know how to command that ring. I mean, don't know where it goes from here. I think. You move, I, I, hopefully there's another challenger for Bianca. Yeah. I really don't think this needs repeated. I no. think Bianca won convincing, convincingly enough. Yeah. Didn't leave a cliffhanger. Like, 
Hopefully there's something new for Money in the Bank. For well, me. I think there's going to be that that brand shake up here pretty soon. That might bring some new people, some new blood into some feuds here. Um, speaking of a feud that we've had enough of, uh, Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro, unfortunately, by pinfall. This was a singles match where, um, again, the continued degradation of Cesaro's career uh, is in full play here. Seth Rollins, a skilled wrestler, Cesaro is one of our favorites here in the Jojitorium. But it's it's damning to see that Cesaro went from competing for a title to losing to Seth Rollins in uh, a middling pay-per-view to you don't know where he goes next. Right. Yeah. It, you know what it didn't? You know where it is going? Probably another match, which is upsetting. Yeah. Like, it, there wasn't really closure on this. No. Um, just great work, great match. The finish was flat as fuck. Yeah. I wish there was a live crowd there to just boo it out of the building mm-hmm. because it was the mo- everybody says the one winged angel is the m- move that nobody kicks out of. No, 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 no. It's the surprise roll up. Everybody yeah. gets them every time in <laughs> WWE. Um, just lazy freaking finish. Just be fucking decisive about yeah. something. Like if you're decisive, these storylines can move somewhere. If you do this stupid back and forth yeah. surprise pins, you're gonna get. We're gonna see it again. At, I don't think we're going to see a singles match between no. them at Money in the Bank. I think they'll both be in the ladder match, though. Yeah. That's my prediction. I think that would be a, that's a safe bet. They're definitely going to be in a ladder match together. But I think, too, um, what you're going to see here is Seth Rollins has to start building towards a fight against Roman Reigns in the interim. He has to start doing that. There has to be some kind of, like, mega turn that they were going to do. Because a whole bullshit about bringing, like, the Shield 2.0 together and everything. I think I think Seth Rollins is just kind of in a collision course for Roman Reigns at this point. And Roman Reigns is going to eat his fucking lunch. Um, it, yeah. I, I just don't know where Cesaro goes from here. I hate to say this, but I think he needs a tag partner to do something credible right now. And that's not cool because Cesaro is legit. Um but speaking of Money in the Bank, real quick, before we go back to anything, how about Money in the Bank putting in like people who usually don't get their time to shine? Like you got Johnny Drip Drip, he's in there. Ricochet's in right now. I mean, you're Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle, or Riddell, Riddell. If you're a French bastard, beat freaking Drew McIntyre. Yeah, man. which is awesome. Huge way love to bury way to bury Drew McIntyre. Don't care, love it. I'm sick. Of yeah, it. Drew needs a break. Drew he just needs to cool off and come back hot. Speaking of uh, cooling off and needing to come back hot, this whole Alexa Bliss supernatural bullshit going against uh, Shayna Baszler, Baszler, however you want to say I said it. Baszler. Yeah, and she's uh, accompanied by the side card of just dumb shit with Nia Jax and Reginald. I'm so I love it. sick and There's tired. There's no other way to describe yeah. Nia Jax than dumb shit. Dumb shit. Nia Jax is a fucking awesome wrestler when you give her the opportunity, but you're putting her in a quasi love angle with Reginald, who, who, by the way, did you know, like, what's the, what's the number one thing with hypnosis, by the way? Do you know this? No. That you're susceptible to it. That means Reginald's fucking stupid. Well. Because Alexa Bliss can not stop controlling his brain. <laughs> In all these matches. And she got into Nia's this time. Yeah. Which, again, too, goes back to dumb shit. (laughs) Uh, So Alexa Bliss defeated uh, Shayna Baszler by pinfall. Um, The match only lasted seven minutes. Thank God. At this point, Alexa Bliss's character is played out. They've basically taken The Fiend and given it to Alexa, uh, which sucks because having Alexa in that gray area was what made that character interesting. And if you go back, like, five episodes, we said, please, God... Don't let Alexa Bliss's character get fucked up, and here we are. It's super goofy now. It's so dumb now. The biggest 
bone of contention I have is you saying Naya could be good or is good. Yeah. No, she's dangerous. No? She's botchy. Oh, she's, she's dangerous as fuck. She's awful. Yeah. Where is ECW when you need it? I give her no credit about anything. What about, what about Reginald? She's awful. What about Reginald? I would love to see him get like, dro- like New Jack's dropped off a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I took this cat up 40 stories. Preferably by tables. himself so nobody else gets hurt. <laughs> like, Alexa Bliss just mind controls him <laughs> off the balcony. Yeah, it's, it's like Dragon Ball Z. Like, they're like, like beep, 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 and the original ends up in the top and he just crashes through tables. But it was goofy. I, it was really nice to see Alexa Bliss do some wrestling, though. Like, this seemed like yeah. it wasn't completely theatrical, like Which her was good. Orton match or uh, Nikki Cross match, where yeah. it was like costume changes and cuts and lighting rigs falling from the ceiling it, it seemed like uh she actually got in there to wrestle and you remember how good she was yeah. before they dragged her into this stupid storyline uh, i mean it's ruining her character it's yeah. bastardizing the fiend character you can't br- in my opinion you can't bring that back no you got to bring bray wyatt back as something completely yeah. different now bring him back as the eater of worlds man Again, that yeah. was yeah. such a cool character yep. the white pants and the hawaiian yeah. shirt and the creepy uh, just cult laugh. yeah i just need a cult leader um, speaking of cult leaders, Sami Zayn, the conspiracy theorist, he defeated Mr. Kevin Owens, Thick Boy, by pinfall in a singles match that they gave credit to. They almost gave it a full 20 minutes. It was it was a little over 12. Oh, um, well, they needed to fill a show out. They didn't need to fill a show out. And that and this is the match they put in because they decided to take Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio off and put it on SmackDown. Right. Which, um, which also, did you know this? It caused a mega stir between NBC P- and NBC Fox, Fox yeah. the Peacock channel. Oh yeah. I can't wait to see that explode because Vince McMahon didn't realize that he's giving a huge stock to three of the most diverse and rich broadcasting companies. <laughs> sell, sell already Vince. We need someone else in there. Yeah. But uh, like we said before, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have great chemistry. Uh, Sami Zayn's de- Sami Zayn defeating Kevin Owens is not outside the realm of possibilities. They're both great. Um, I said before you could watch this match a million times over and have different outcomes every time and be satisfied. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Kevin Owens was, uh, selling an injury from SmackDown where he got yeah. the, uh, they're calling it the nail, I guess, from mm-hmm. the Aziz guy, the big, yeah, he's doing, he's basically doing Omaga's thumb thing. Yeah. Um, RIP Omaga. Yeah. So he took two of those on Friday. He was selling the effects of that mm-hmm. leading to the loss, leading to the injury angle. Um, although he did take a mean bumble on that shoulder that he sold yeah. wonderfully. Um, so I think they're going to write him off with like a throat and shoulder injury, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, great match. Zero build got built on Friday, and they just went with like <laughs> two friends. My argument was they should have threw this sucker in a cell. Yeah, like what a great that would have been cool. But then you might have to blow off the feud, and you couldn't do this in WrestleMania in three yeah. years again when you need a, when you need a filler. filler. Yeah, we need two guys that wrestle really well together. It's Where sad. the fuck is Owens and Zayn? It's sad because I, I mean, they've built it up well once in NXT yeah. and once in WWE, from what I remember, and it's phenomenal. It's but now good. they just are like, eh, we need Logan Paul to be at WrestleMania. Ugh. So you guys have a match. That's oh, we ridiculous. need something else for Hell in a Cell. Oh, you guys have a match, and it's still great to watch. Yeah. But like, the frick is the point? At least it had a definite ending. Yeah, which is more true. than I can say for. I want to see These, those uh, two go after it. I'm about it. to catch on fire. I know. The next two matches. I know. I want to see Zayn and Owens go after it for a mid card title, like like yeah. an intercontinental title or yep. something. I think to put more on the line for those two and fight forever. Yeah, watch them. Watch them do something fun. Um, so I'm. No one can see us right now, but I'm slowly backing away from Adam before I say this next match because old Phantom kicks herself. Charlotte Flair defeated uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, by disqualification, which was dumb. 
Uh, it's a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. So my problem clearly is that you don't know how to let Ripley win and be dominant. You have to have it be a disqualification. So Ripley keeps her belt, looks weak. Flair wins, no title. I don't know why this happened. Both of them, in my opinion, look dumb and weak. Yes. Which is stupid. Just have a finish. Yeah. I don't know if it's politicking by Charlotte. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's dumb writers. I don't know if it's Vince's idea. I don't know what it is, but you have to establish another star to build your star that's Charlotte right now. Yeah. I, I mean, unless Becky's coming back tomorrow, which great, but you still three stars is better than two. Like, right. Build a freaking star. So if you're just going to have us watch these matches go on forever and ever, and here's where I get on PC until Charlotte wants to go have another procedure done and yeah. lose. Cause that's the only time she loses. The only time and she when loses. she gets written off TV for three months yes. and then comes back looking more like Natalia, like, yeah, just forget it. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what to do. Put the belt on Charlotte and just let freaking let Rhea go back to NXT. It's, yeah. it, it was ridiculous. It was such a great match, too. And then the finish just made everything look in, insignificant, yeah. made everybody look dumb. To go back to the same Where email the before, hell are you going? if there was a live crowd, that would have got booed out Which, of the building. We should have mentioned it off the top. Thank goodness this is the last one yes. at the Thunderdome. Thank goodness. Live crowds will be back for money in the yeah. bank. I give them a lot of credit for finding a way to bring live crowds kind of into it, but I'm so sick and tired of looking at other screens and guys with old ripped up NWO t-shirts. I'd rather just yeah. be dark, to yeah. be honest. I can watch Impact with less, like... It gives me a freaking headache. It does. Like, it's just too bright. Yeah. It's, I definitely can't watch it while I'm like laying in bed trying to go to sleep. I have to watch it in my living room with the lights on because that's like, it, yeah, it's too bright. It burns my retina. Uh, so moving into the last match here for the card. Uh, so Bobby Lashney. Oh, my God. I sound like the lady who got fired. Canned. I'm, I got fired from decaying with the boys. Old Bobby <laughs> Ashley. Old, old Rick Astley coming out here. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, the champion, with MVP as a sidecar. He defeated Drew McIntyre by pinfall. Uh, it's the Hell in a Cell uh, WWE Championship match with the stipulation that if Drew McIntyre loses, he can no longer ch challenge for the championship as long as Bobby Rick Astley has the title. Um, clearly, spoiler alert, like I just said, Drew McIntyre lost, and he lost again in on Raw. Um, at this point, there's no way that Drew is going to compete for the title and for a while. Because I don't think Lashley's dropping the title for a considerable amount of time. Okay match with these two. I expected way more out of these guys. Oh, I thought the match was great. I don't the know. The finish was flat as fuck. That, I think that's what I'm basing the whole thing yeah. off of. The, the ending d didn't give it the fireworks it deserved. Drew McIntyre deserves to be put on a Vikings boat and set on fire and pushed out into the middle of the ocean for what he's done for this company during the pandemic. So for him to get such a bullshit ending in a match that was built up to be his last ride for at least this title bout makes me very upset. I don't like that. Um, I hope that there is something in, the, in line for Drew when he comes back because he's going to take time off, man. Recoup, come back, do something cool. But God damn it, they just... They just gave him nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So if you thought I was bad about the women's match. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, men's match, uh, great brutal match. 
Finishes with a uh, distraction by MVP on the outside. And that brutal finisher, the surprise roll-up. Yeah. One, two, three. Bobby Lashley wins by cheating. So, again, same problem you had with the women's match. You, you, you had these guys out there killing themselves, and then Lashley had to get a cheap win. Yeah. Out of nowhere, making Drew look like an idiot. It's trash. Um, It's just terrible. And making Drew look like an idiot and not making Bobby Lashley look strong. Mm-hmm. Which... Is the bigger? Uh, I know you were uh, you're on Drew's side, and yes. I, that's fair. But you beat that drum, so I'm not going to beat it. I'm sticking up for Bobby Lashley on this. You made him look weak. Yep. And what's your next plan for Bobby Lashley? WWE. I think I know. It's Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Why do you not make him look like a fucking beast and just murder yeah. Drew McIntyre right. in a bloody battle going into Brock Lesnar? Like, yeah. it, there's no. Ex- oh, he beat. He had to beat Drew McIntyre with a cheat roll up. Yeah. Uh, I really want to pay my money to see him go against also, Brock Lesnar. Also, too, the roll-up is a heel move. Kenny Omega uses the roll-up because he is a quintessential smarmy asshole heel. Bobby Lashley is the fucking suplexer of worlds. Why is he rolling up the Scottish warrior for a cheap pin? He should have been, it should have been a competitive match, but he should have finished it. Finished it. Mm-hmm. Dominant, yeah, and without a doubt, clean as clean yeah. as crystal. It, it just is. It's it's ruining your future booking. It is. Everybody knows where it's going. Yeah, it would have got shat on if there was a live crowd. Like, oh yeah, this whole card would have uh, got shat it was on. Awful. Yeah, this this card was average, like great in the ring the whole way through. Yeah, and I wasn't even angry at it. Just a little bored at parts because mm-hmm. some things went a little long. But then these last two matches happened, and I was just furious it's just like where they're killing themselves in the rings in these matches and then the storyline and the writing is taking them nowhere yeah this is this is one of the only matches that had a definitive end too only because there was a stipulation yeah wasn't that they still be doing they'd be doing this on raw it would have been riddle and mcintyre it would have been lashley and mcintyre if there wasn't that stipulation the only match that i think had a definitive ending tonight was maybe Sami Zayn and kevin owens and Bianca Belair and Bailey yeah, in the first match. Exactly. Everything else is open ended. Everything else is going to continue since fucking WrestleMania. Yeah, in at the beginning of April. Absolutely, we're at the beginning of July. We're almost at July here. Dude, I want to I want to put something in your head and see how you freak out about this. Go ahead. How Lashley is built to be a cheater or a roll up specialist on this one, and Brock Lesnar gets written into being a complete animal and just rips Bobby Lashley apart uh, with, inside I, five minutes. I'll. I'll Break my TV. I forget what other pay-per-view I was doing that for. Yeah. I'll break my TV. Yeah. I think at this point. So this is my event about uh, John yeah. Cena and Brock coming back, by the way. So you're bringing all these. The Becky, part-timers. Becky, not so much because she's yeah. not a part-timer. She, well, she's going to be a full-timer yeah. when she comes back right, in. Yeah. Right. But you're bringing these. The proof is you're bringing these part-timers in yeah. from SummerSlam. That means WWE wasted this whole pandemic of not being able to travel to be they were able to focus on storylines, and they didn't use any of it. Nope. Who are you going to see at SummerSlam? Brock, John Cena, Edge will be back. They'll probably bring somebody That's else. Right. Like, Ed, I forgot Edge is going to be back from yeah. injury at that time. Jesus Christ! It's going to be like the sea of part timers taking on the talent that you should have built. Right. Yeah, you're right. And you know, I actually, if they put, if they, you know what, if Undertaker's on the card, I'm canceling my Peacock. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I tell you what, the one and of this best- this podcast will only cover AEW. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be an AEW only podcast, but I will tell you this before we go into a break. The last thing I'll say about this is someone said something to me that made so much sense. 
that WWE's time in the pandemic was much like PennDOT. There was so much to do during the pandemic, and they didn't do jack shit with it. Oh, see, I think Penn... Well, I don't know if PennDOT did a lot. My local roads got fixed up a lot. I yeah, you're... PennDOT, I'm glad your borough did some cool shit. Yeah, they didn't do shit on 79. Those nope. barriers have been there for <laughs> years. <laughs> so, uh, we are going to take a quick break. Thanks for listening to us break down some of the, uh, the Hell in Cell matches here. Uh, we're going to put some things in there. If you hear something you like, please check them out, because if you support them, you support us, and we can bring some cool stuff. So, we'll be right back with some Father's Day post father's day gift ideas that maybe you can still surprise your dad with see you in a minute bye hey guys i think we're all sitting here with partners women in our lives that would uh kind of appreciate it if we uh groomed up a little bit wouldn't you agree absolutely yeah 100 percent yeah, I, I do too, and I'm lucky enough to have been in touch with a company called Smooth My Balls, and they want to make sure that we bring our listeners what they have to offer. So right now, they offer the Turf Chopper 3.0 with uh, skin-safe technology, so when you are trimming your sack, you don't mess up and bring a messed-up Chia Pet to a magic party, if you know what I'm saying. you got to bring your A-game to the battlefield, guys. Always. And the other thing, too, I don't know about you guys, but I often get talked to about having all the hair left in the sink. Uh, that's when the Pube Muncher 1.0 comes in. It's a little vacuum, sucks it all up, and grinds up all the hairs, and you can throw away a little easier. That way you can avoid a conversation later, and you can stay groomed. Always important. It's always important. And right now, all of our listeners can save 15% on their order. How can they do that? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Josh. They can go to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and save 15% on their entire order right now. That's smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. And don't forget to look at some of the other products they have, like the sack mat, like the sack vacuum, like the ball freshening powder, and everything else. It's all there for you. Smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB for 15% off your order right now. Now, the ones Please them ladies, the one stop shop for men's grooming. <laughs> That's right. Welcome back to the second half of the show. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Hopefully, you heard something that you like in the sponsors, so you can go spon- you can go hang out with them, so you can support us, and we can bring you some more cool stuff. Speaking of cool stuff. We are drinking another beer from Abjuration right now, the Fruited Sour version 1.8, coming in at 4% ABV. It is uh, nice and sweet, cherry marshmallow, uh, just super smooth. Uh, their, their sours are always just kind of on point for me. Like I said before, I love the sour game they have. Um, I this is, this is up there. I like this one, but I, that candied sour, when that comes out, dude, I'm going to go crazy grabbing that well they got one they do have a candied sour on right now yeah or as of today which is friday they had the swedish fish one on oh yeah. yeah that's what's up man yeah Ooh. and then so to go i don't know if the cherry marshmallow sour is still on there but they do yeah. have a watermelon uh marshmallow sour Ooh. that's yeah i'm not a watermelon fan i know that in candy or in beer but yeah. it's definitely my favorite watermelon beer I've cool ever man well, it is Friday. Maybe when we're done here, we can run down to the old McKee's they are, Rocks. They are open for a few hours. <laughs> so, speaking of last-minute ideas, like we have to go to Abjuration 
even though Father's Day ended on Sunday and we were recording this on Friday, there are still some gifts out there that you can get for the dad in your life, whether that be a puppy dog dad like Adam or a kid dad like me. We can uh, we can all get our dad something fun. Not to interrupt, but I just realized I never gave my dad anything. I saw him. T- oh, no. So he was, he was out of town on actual Father's Day, okay. so I didn't get to see him. That's uh, his fault. But then. I did see him uh, two hours before we were recording this. <laughs> Completely forgot to give him his Father's Day. You gift. told him Happy Father's Day, though. Yes, I, okay. I called him on yeah. Father's Day. Um, and my brother, who's who has young children. Um, but yeah, completely forgot to give him. So I'll just, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I got him a uh, a nice bottle of gin when I was out in Columbus. Wonderful. Something we don't have in the yeah. stores here. So so don't, well, he'll get it by the time he listens to this. Because uh, I'll can give I, it to him tomorrow. <laughs> can I tell you something funny that yeah. happened? So I was, I was out doing my job and I had a partner with me to go out and, uh, you know, whatever areas and she and I are talking and she's like, Oh yeah. And this is last week. She goes, father's day is coming up on Sunday. So like, what are you, what are you doing? And I told her what I was doing. And she's like, and she doesn't know me very well. Cause she's not from around here. She's from like, I think like San Diego or something. And she goes, uh, she's like, what are you getting your dad? And I was like, I was like, I'm getting my dad a fucking map. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm getting my dad a fucking map so he can figure out where my house is. I've never seen the motherfucker. <laughs> And that's how I got to break the news to my coworker that I don't know who my dad is. She's just like turtles into her seat, batting a thousand. She's like, oh God, I should never have asked. <laughs> but it's all good because she and I hung out again on Monday and she apologized profusely because she's a sweet woman. Um, so going into those Father Day, Father's Day gifts that you should get your dad, like not getting him a map because you probably like your dad, uh, unlike me. You can uh you can get him a shirt, you can get him a coffee mug, you can get him a tie. But what Boring. about some of the top gifts that I got to read about and pissed myself laughing from Reddit that never fails to entertain me? So coming at number one, Adam, I wanna know <laughs> would you like to get your dad an anonymous potato? I, I would. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I saw the anonymous potato around Valentine's Day and almost got one for my wife. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Just to see what it looked like. Yeah. So coming in at $13.99, you can send this company a photo, like a headshot or something, whatever you'd like to have etched into a potato via laser. And from my understanding, all the reviews say that the photos are like spot on, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to get our dog etched in a potato for my wife. <laughs> It's perishable. What the fuck do you do with it? Feed it to the dog. <laughs> this is you. I'm feeding you you. <laughs> Some more sick fantasies I have. I don't know. I, just, I had to feed my dog a dog. Like It's like a weird version. Like You know how they break down like a grilled cheese on like a chopper? Like, this is the bread. This is the cheese. Like a deconstructed. Like, this is my deconstructed human centipede for my dog. <laughs> <laughs> so... Moving on here, there's a create your own real viewer for $14.99. So, do you remember when you were a kid and you had the little red thing with the goggles and you put the disc oh, into it? Yeah, the uh, darn it, what did I call this as a kid? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. it was like the disc viewer, and you could click it, yeah, and it yeah, would go yeah. through all the things. So, for $14.99. You can send this company, I think it's up to 20 photos, and they'll make you reels that go into a custom uh, reel viewer. Um, I instantly thought about putting horrific images in it for people, and I I was going to buy you one. I was just going to put like, 
I don't know, like victims of train wrecks and shit in there. <laughs> just give it to you. Like, hey, Adam, happy Father's Day. Love you, bro. You, I do remember what they were called in our childhood. They were called Viewmasters. That's it. Viewmasters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So for $14.99, you can traumatize your dad by putting horrific images in there. Or if you can find old images of him with like an afro and a weird bu- handlebar mustache, put those in there too. He had, he had some fluffy hair and some short shorts. <laughs> Back when he was playing football. Oh, my God. Uh, so you can also, uh, you know, moms usually get dad's gifts during father's day. And I don't know why this one's in the top five, but the good old clone Willie, have you ever heard about these? I've heard about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know why you would do this for dad. I don't know either. I can let me just tell you what it is real quick before I go into right. my, my thought process here. So this is a dick mold that is most likely coming from mom to dad or from dad to dad. I don't know. Live your life, 2021. But this is Father's Day, so it's from kids to dad. It's from kids to dad. And that's all I can think about. Like, dad, we got you this. Especially if, like, the kid doesn't know what he's doing, he or she is doing, and they're just like, dad, mom told me to give you this for Father's Day. I mean, I have a twofold problem with this. Sure. it's a dick mold yeah. of your dad. Of your, of your dick, yeah. But you have to make it. That's, but a, that's is it the of other... your dad's or of yours? Of of your, Either way, of your weird. yeah, of your dad's dick. So the way Wouldn't this that be more of a Mother's Day gift, and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't understand why this was in the top five for dads because right. I always think dads' gifts. It's the kids giving it to the dads. Right. But this thing was the third gift in a list of the top ten. I'm only bringing you the top five, and I can tell you that the other five after the top five are not pornographic in any. Then, any means then my then my second problem with it, even if it is dad that giving it bucks. to the mom, or no, 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 no. no, 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 no. You might not know this because, again, you didn't have a dad growing up. Oh, burn. <laughs> but there's no way if your mom is going to try to pleasure herself, she's going to use your dad's dick. Like, she wants, like, a monster. Like What like, if your dad has a fucking hammer, though? I, I don't know if any Does your dad have a hammer? I don't know. I don't Adam, think about it. does your dad have a hammer? So, number four. <laughs> so, my big problem with this thing is... First and foremost, it, what you have to do, if you don't know what the clone of Willie is, it's quite literally what it, what you think it is. You get uh, like a plaster of Paris kind of thing, and you get an erection, and you stick your dick in like, in like a container, and it makes an imprint of your penis, and then they give you this silicone stuff where you pour it in. And you can pay extra money to get like a vibrator thing for the end of it. A thousand percent, I'd stick mine in and like do a freaking hit swirl. Yeah, make it like make it huge, freaking girthy. It's like, oh, did you know Adam had a Nerf football for a dick? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm surprising people with this motherfucker. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I just imagine my. I have two young kids, and I can only imagine the one that can speak. And Dad, this is for you. And I open it up. I'm like, Casey, what the fuck? <laughs> So, although I could see the moms getting it for the dad, yeah, and literally on the card you write "Go fuck yourself." Oh, it's perfect! It does dude. write itself. Ladies, if you're out there listening to this, Adam is just I just I just figured it out. Groundbreaking! It's a go fuck yourself. Go gift. fuck yourself yep. gift. I like that so much. I hope I hope my wife gets me a quote of lady and writes "Go fuck yourself" on it. I like that. Uh, so. The next gift here, which I didn't know about this company until I read this, it's uh, called Daggrass CBD Pre-Rolled Joints. So you get a 10-pack of these things for $70. So actually, do you know who is sponsored by Daggrass? 
our good old friends from the Tejon Street Corner Thieves. Oh, nice. They are sponsored by Dadgrass. Did not know that. Yeah, if you guys want to know more about Tejon Street Corner Thieves, go back to Speakeasy Sessions 8.5, and you can hear us talk to Tejon Street Corner Thieves. Uh, Stolen Goods is out now on all uh, media for stream, uh, Bandcamp, and Spotify. So and Vinyl. And Vinyl, which is finally coming in, and we will play Larry here and get hammered. Maybe, might, li- maybe live on a podcast. Yeah, it may be a throwaway episode because my understanding, because I talked to Shane, or Sean, I'm sorry, I talked Sean. to Sean mm-hmm. after we did the podcast, we were kind of like DMing each other, and I was like, hey man, it's coming in. He's like, if you do it live, just make sure someone's there to watch you. And I meant like, Love oh, like, yeah, like we're, we're going to have someone watching. Is no, like, because no one should leave the house when you're playing it. I'm like, cool, man. I can't wait. <laughs> So the Dagrass CBD joints, uh, they are they are 0.3% THC. So if you are in a job where you get screened, I can tell you that 0.3% does show up in tests. Um, but if you're lucky enough to where you can have a nice little joint, my understanding is when I read about this, that they burn like old school 70s joints, nice and slow. Um, it's made from fine grown hemp oil based leaves. Uh, and the pack of 10 coming in at 70 is the biggest pack they have. You can buy a twofer for, I think it's like 20 bucks. And you can also, you can also buy their coffee. It's called Wake and Bake. Ooh, that sounds good. So you get two joints, a coffee mug, and their coffee beans for 70 That makes it better. I yeah. was going to say, don't skimp on your dad and just get him two joints. Yeah. <laughs> get get him 10 because he needs them. <laughs> he raised you. I mean, the coffee sounds great, though. Yeah. I can, I'm only going to assume that... It's, you know, your dad raised you, and I don't know who you are if you listen to this, but I'm, I'm sure you were an asshole at least one point in your life. You owe your dad a joint. Yeah. Me, uh, from the time I was 14 till 24, a good decade. Yeah. Definitely till 21. Huge dick. Oh, probably a little bit past that. Yeah. I'd say 14 to 22. <laughs> totally. That, that prime age. Totally. <laughs> Dickatry. Uh, so, speaking of being a huge dick, this is a dick move. You can get your dad the number five gift, the gift of nothing. It looks like an empty candy wrapper, and it comes in at just under $20. But I'm sure shipping and handling, because you're dumb, it's going to come in over $20. Yeah, get him them two joints at least. Yeah, go get him the two joints. It's way bucks. better than the gift of nothing. Again, like this, the top five has thrown me for a loop, but I looked at the gift of nothing, and it's, I'll be honest with you, Adam, as uh, as a fan of art, it's kind of cool to see how they do the plastic manipulation, make it look like a candy wrapper. It, and it looks like there should be something in there, but there's nothing in there. I'm telling you right now, if you want to infuriate me, I don't expect gifts on Father's Day, but if you hand me that shit, guess who's going to bed at 7 instead of 8.30? Any day of the week. doesn't have to be Yeah, Father's I'm day. just going to pick a goddamn day. I mean, out of those five, it might be weird, but I would most appreciate the potato. <laughs> Yeah, I think the potato is going to be because I don't vote too. I don't partake in the uh, marijuana. So I yeah. mean, the daggrass is probably the best thing to get your dad, but I would like the potato. Yeah, I tell you what, anyone out there, if you want to buy your dad the uh, the wake and bake, and if he doesn't like coffee, you can give us the coffee, and he can have the joints, and then we'll review the coffee here. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm going to have to agree with Adam. I'm going to go. No, you know what? Fuck that. I want the clone of Willie. I want to clone my dick. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Go fuck myself. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of going and fucking ourselves, we always ask you guys to send in your emails, comments, questions, and whatevs, and you guys came through with some pretty fun ones here. So, um, Adam, if people want to know what moment made you love horror movies, because we had that episode a little bit ago where we pit some of our favorite horror movie icons against each other, and people are still 
dig in that episode and they want to know why we love horror movies so much. So what moment in your life made you love horror movies? Yeah, so it's really weird and really random and not something I go back to now too often, but I can distinctly remember getting like turned on turned on to, not in a sexual way. Sexy. Just being aware of yeah. horror movies. Um watching Pet Cemetery two as a child on television with <laughs> i'm pretty sure with my mom and my brother in the your, room. did your mom love you she loved stephen king more like she was really into <laughs> stephen king no she she did love me yes um you wouldn't get your mom a clone of willie yeah i can't believe she let me watch it or maybe she walked out of the room and left it on i don't remember but uh that movie terrified the crap out of me but also made me want to like see more movies like that yeah um it was very campy the biggest part i remember is the uh, dead stepfather cop guy being buried in the <laughs> being buried in the cemetery coming down sour yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming back is like this goofy zombie undead yeah. dude and dirt bike tiring off the bully's face oh my god i forgot about that part yeah yeah, yeah that was part, cool as shit man. boom laser etched in my mind yeah. forever um and just yeah from that point on when me and my brother would hit the uh blockbuster eagle video name your rental we had like West Coast Video or something in That's cool. uh, in Cannonsburg. Yeah, would go right to the horror shelf and just pick the coolest looking VHS VHS box at the time. Yeah, now and then turn to DVDs, of course, eventually. But um, yeah, just the coolest looking, uh, scariest looking box and uh, seeing what we got. Usually terrible, but that grew my love for yeah. B horror movies so it all worked out in the end um but yeah i would say pet cemetery too awesome uh yeah so much akin to that so my mom uh single mom of course because you heard that my dad bailed so my mom was trying to be the best parent she could be but she always couldn't watch us so we were kind of left our own devices um and i was able to like staying up late always staying up late and we like you know, be, I, we stayed with our, my uncle for a while, and he had like this cable box, and it, like, and he Jimmy paid for it. It wasn't like he was stealing cable. Um, and I would watch like HBO, at, like I'd sneak down at like midnight or something and watch like crazy unrated movies. So like, I was watching like The Ghost in the Machine and stuff like that, and I was like really, I really enjoyed horror movies because it was such a departure from what I was watching previously, you know? And I got to say too, like Michael Jackson's thriller as weird as that is, that was, you know what? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yep, that was, that was huge. But I remember the first time my mom, when I, and, it's, and she's taken me there before, so I didn't have like a terrible childhood, but I remember like the first time I was like cognizant of what I was doing. She took me to a hobby shop in our little town and she's like, just go grab whatever you want. Cause she probably wanted to drink herself to death with wine. Cause she was raising three asshole kids. So she's like, go get whatever you want. And the first haul I brought back was Maniac Cop 1 and The Hills Have Eyes. And then like the OG. The OG yeah, yeah, yeah. and like some Nintendo game. And I was just like, I got these. And my mom didn't even care. To, uh, kind of the same thing what you did. I saw the box and I was like, that's a scary police officer. And those are guys whose eyes are too far from each other. I want to watch this. And I went home and watched it. And my mom was just like, "Have fun!" And I'm, <laughs> I'm just plopped down. Dude, watching the Maniac these. Cop box was pretty sick. It I was sick as one. fuck, man. So yeah, I got hooked on it because uh, my uncle, my uncle, my whole family just never watched me, and I just got to do whatever the fuck I wanted. TV was your babysitter. TV was my babysitter. I was a latchkey kid. 
through that's, and through. That's a really good point you made, though, about Michael Jackson Thriller. I yeah. think that's what made me aware of horror, but not, like, really, like, fall yeah. in love with it. But, yeah, it definitely was, like, put it on the spectrum yeah. for me. Were you like uh, were you like me at all at the end of that that music video when he turns like ah <laughs> this go fuck it did yeah it did those yellow eyes I think it was the first jump scare I ever really endured I thought the rest of it was like funny silly yeah but then that part scared me I right don't, I don't know why wasn't if you go back and watch it now not that not scary that scary at all, all but. no but I think it was like that like little surprise at the end there too they're just kind of like oh my goodness. The, the, the very wide white eyes too has yeah. always scared the shit yeah. out of me. Um, the last the last movie I watched that had that wide eyed look was Hereditary when she's doing the piano wire and she just has this, she's just looking down at her and she's just sawing her fucking neck off. As sick as that part of that movie is yeah. with the wide eyes, when she goes into like complete despair when spoiler alert the daughter dies oh, and she yeah. just gets wide eyed and then does that like wailing wailing cry is the most disturbing part of the movie for me yeah that's that movie is twisted man uh yeah i (laughs) if we can recommend a horror movie i think adam and i are in agreement right now that um you know hereditary is one you gotta check out as far as anything made in the last four years yeah yeah, five years yeah it's in there (laughs) close second color out of space (laughs) such a cool fucking movie yeah definitely um so one here and i think people are trying to catch on a little bit are the boys meaning us a wrestling podcast i think it might be safe to say that we have kind of moved in that direction. i think we're like combat sports in general yeah i think it's like combat sports pro wrestling focused i wouldn't yeah. say specific obviously we get off we just talked about horror movies for yeah. 10 minutes and father's day so i would how I am taking it yeah. is the first half of our podcast is going to be pretty wrestling focused for the yeah. most part, and if something big's happening, maybe the whole maybe the whole episode, right? Um, but I am thinking more like wrestling's the number one thing we focus on, and then like two, three, four is probably going to be beer, food, yeah. horror movies, <laughs> yeah. like uh, and, and like true crime, like true crime. Yeah. You know, I like me a good. Serial killer. Serial killer. Love last podcast on the left. Yeah. So, like, listen to them. Also, if you want weed, I guess they have their own yeah. weed line, too. I've so heard. We're talking about I've CBD heard. joints. They have their own weed I now. Don't partake, but I might no. try it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, who knows? Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't say we – I wouldn't classify us as a wrestling podcast. There's a lot of those out there that just – Record episodes after every show and review yeah. every raw. We're not going. We're do not going to do that. Um, we're going to hit the big topics, the exciting, the big news, the exciting pay per views. Um, mm-hmm. There might be some weeks where there's not much. It, yeah. We might do ten minutes of wrestling news because there's just not a big show or a right. big match um, or a big MMA event. Um, but yeah, I, I I think we're a little bit of everything, but I think that's going to be yeah. our focus now. If I'm not speaking out of school, no, I think I think you're right on. I think first and foremost, we just want to be funny, and uh, and if we so happen to talk about wrestling first when we're trying to be funny, so be it. We love wrestling. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah, uh, and I don't, it. I don't, I'm I'm going to speak for you for a second. I don't think I'm so funny uh, when I get angry, but I think you think I'm hilarious when yes, I get angry. I do, <laughs> and there's nothing that makes me more angry than bad wrestling. Yeah. I've never seen you shout at anything aside 
so vehemently than Vince McMahon sucking. Bad wrestling, pretentious breweries, and bad music. I yeah. think my like, top three pit. Which, piece. by the way, if you have listened to our last episode, Adam and I figured out lineups to torture each other with music, and I presented the five finger death punch idea to another friend, and he was like, "Does your does Adam worship Satan?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do, I do, and I I channeled him that day. Certainly I had did. so much fun doing that. That was so good, man. Yeah. Oh fuck, man. But yeah, I would say if you like uh, if you like mainstream wrestling news, we're gonna bring that to you. You're gonna see that, but you know, we're, I think there's like big MMA cards coming up, and we're gonna try to tackle those too. Um, and if you guys haven't noticed, there's only two of us. Um, there used to be three of us. There's only two of us now. Um, Josh is off doing something in San Diego, so he's not going to be here. Uh, maybe he'll come back on for a guest by every once in a while. But for right now, it's just going to be uh, be me and Adam. And one thing that me and Adam love more than uh, anything else is, is wrestling. So you're going to hear a lot of that. But we're still going to try to be funny. And I'm still going to try to kill Adam with hot sauce. Yeah, I never want to make it like so nerdy that we don't right. bring in non-wrestling fans like yes. i want you to come laugh at how ridiculous wrestling is with us absolutely we don't take it seriously and neither should you right uh speaking of not taking things seriously adam the last question we have here was what is the worst job you've had and i know you and i have had shitty jobs so my current one <laughs> <laughs> No, I kid. They pay me really well. Yes, they take care of us. Love you guys. I can buy groceries. Don't right. kill me on my. I review. can buy name brand cereal now. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, um, Adam actually converted to Cookie Crisp. is really cool. <laughs> Frosted Flakes this week, actually. Um, I, it, it's a it's a toss up between a few. I mean, I know you think I'm going to say sheets. Yeah, I remember the. So the, my favorite story you ever told me is when you got pissed off the one night and threw an entire container of mac and cheese against, against the wall. wall. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, sheets. <laughs> I forgot about that. that was fucking terrible. Uh, just uh, ridiculous job. Um, like most fast food slash gas. Well, not even uh, not most gas station jobs. Because then I went to work at other gas stations that were freaking awesome. It was awesome, yeah. So just like super understaffed cutting the hours as close as what they think they need and then you get bombarded by the church crowd every sunday oh, morning yeah. and you just want to yeah, yeah. It's, it was the worst public i ever worked with because i was oh man i'm really i'm really alienating some people with this <laughs> but it was close to peter's township yeah uh, so it was the cansburg sheets and the, the peter's township folk uh and me just not going to use anything too derogatory. Just don't get along very well. Yeah. Two very different uh, <laughs> two mindsets. We, yeah, we were raised in very different <laughs> ways um, where I don't think I deserve anything from a gas station uh, foodery. Yes. Uh, other than just yum. Um, but yeah, there are some really fucking entitled people over there. Uh, so yeah, I would say that. Uh, I also had a... Are you trying to say that Sheets didn't have filet mignon, sir? No, they didn't. No, I thought that was on the menu, no. special order. Nor can I whip you up a less spicy version of our horseradish sauce on the spot. It comes in a fucking fuck. bag. Yeah. <laughs> you ask the same thing of Subway. We're about the same. Thing. Yeah, Just it's the, the same. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, before that, uh, even before that, I was thinking like maybe mo the landscape scaping job yeah. I did for a couple summers when I was like pre-working age, like fourteen, fifteen. But, uh, you know, made some money under the table, got in shape, got outside at least. That's nice. I mean, I did sunburn real easy, so that sucked. Because you're Viking. But 
at least outside and, and everything. So yeah, probably not my worst job. I would yeah, I'd have to say uh, sheets. Favorite oh. job on the flip side, yeah. Like besides yeah. my current one, I worked at another gas station that was also a pizza shop. Dude, Making pizza all day was like so much awesome. fun. Yeah, I worked at Fox's Pizza for like eight years when I was going through high school and undergrad. It was my favorite job. Yeah, I knew we just had that in common. Yeah. So I was like, definitely my favorite job. Like if that paid uh, the yeah. well into the upper uh, yeah upper uh, five digits, I'd still be doing. I'd that. still be doing that. I yeah. guess I could own a pizza place and do that, but I want to make it. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to do any of the money because right. I uh, working at Fox's Pizza. Shout out to Mike for hiring me for no good goddamn reason. But uh, yeah. Eventually, I became a manager over there, and I was handling the money and stuff. I was like, I can't, like, get drunk at work anymore. I have to actually, like, handle money. This is terrible. Um, also, sorry, Mike. I used to get drunk on the job. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, but that's why I broke my thumb. I never got drunk at that pizza job. I came in hungover. Oh, yeah. 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I worked with... I worked with a bunch of really cool people. I worked with this one guy who... I worked with awesome people. Yeah, everyone I worked with was really cool. But the one guy I loved, and I won't say his name here because it kind of incriminates him, but he used to do pills. Like, he used to, like, snort pills, like, delivering food, and he would come back ripped off pills, and he would just... And he was the most useful person. He'd come back just ripped off of whatever, and he's like, what can I do? I'm like, will you wash the dishes? And he's like, yeah, anything you want, man. He was folding boxes a million miles an hour and washing the dishes at the same time. It was really cool. If man. that wasn't such a serious claim, I would shout the name of a mutual friend we had that worked with you, but I know that I'm the same guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not it. But if yeah. You, if you were just like, he used to just jerk off in the bathroom all the time, I'd totally yeah, shout his name. That's but. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst job I've ever had, and I don't think you know that I did this, Adam. I used to call bingo when I was 14 years old. And I can tell you right now, it prepared me for every instance where someone tried to bitch me out, like yell at me, scream, degradate me. There is nothing more toxic than a above 65-year-old person, gender be damned, man or woman, that they come to a bingo hall and they are the meanest person on the planet. So I worked at the VFW and I was... 14 and i've had this voice since i was like eight i hit i hit like my voice puberty early i'm still trying to find the rest of my puberty at, at 35 but like that testicle dropped don't worry the other one's following so i went to this vfw because my sister was working there she's like oh give my brother a job let's you know let's see what he can do and i'm thinking like i'm i was like a hoss i was like real big i was like oh, i'm gonna carry heavy stuff or whatever and this guy was like no no your voice is really nice do you want to call these numbers i'll pay you 20 bucks a night and I was doing it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the VFW. I was like 60 bucks a week at 14. I was like, that's cool as shit. I was also working for a farm at the time too, throwing hay bales, which is way more fun. Wow. I loved that. That's deliciously green. <laughs> Isn't it though? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, that, that farm was five minutes away from my house. The VFW was three minutes away from my house. <laughs> yeah. Green hey, County. Picked a great commute. I did. I could skateboard to both. So, I go to the VFW and my first night I'm calling numbers and I have people yelling at me like, like, I can't fucking hear you. I'm 14. You can tell I'm 14. And I have old people who are, have like their double ARP cards and they're like, fuck you. Call it louder. I'm going to tell you. Turn the hearing aid up. Yeah. Girl. Just crank it up. I'm going to tell you the worst thing though. The reason why this is the worst job I've ever had, because after a while, my boss saw that I was getting harassed endlessly 
and he put me on the floor to sell what they call ripoff tickets. And I don't know if do you know what ripoff tickets. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So for you, those who don't know, you pay like five bucks and you get a thing that has like six numbers on it, and you can rip them and you can win money. Now at this place I worked at, the like the big winner got a thousand dollars, and there was a certain way you had to sell the tickets. When you were doing it and if you went the wrong way people would be like why the fuck did you sell to them they won and i could have had that one it's all at random you wouldn't have picked the same ticket probability statistics motherfucker you wouldn't have got it but yeah, good luck teaching statistics I probability know. to green county to the though. people who were yeah. also playing bingo pay, paying fifty dollars to enter a vfw play bingo you don't know what money is right. uh so i i need that in a vfw it's it's been fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Woo. And that's for like three cards. I'm just saying, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. More money than teeth. So <laughs> we should we should uh, live podcast from a bingo hall at some point. We we're right down the road here. We get killed. I'd I'd love to play bingo. Though. I think we I don't get. think we should live. Maybe probably not take mics in. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, they'll kill us. Because I'm gonna tell you exactly why. So I was selling tickets the one day and a kid that and I can lovingly call him Taz, because he has a real name, but his nickname was Taz, whatever. So Taz was calling numbers and I was selling tickets and the rhythm was he would call a number and I had five seconds between that number and the next number to say, rip off tickets, one for five, two for 10, three for 15, because fives. And he said a number and then went too fast and said the number at the same time I said something about the tickets. And I had a guy who took his drink in a plastic cup full of ice and he threw it at my back because he couldn't hear the number. He pegged me in the back with uh, like a full drink. Mind you, this this bingo hall sold you alcohol from the VFW bar while you were playing bingo. Perfect. He hit me with a fucking vodka straight on ice. So can I ask, was this was it like a normal bingo hall? Uh yeah. So like there's the board? Yes. So like when the number You can called, see the number. Yeah. What? yeah. You know what? He should have hit you with the drink. Yeah. Good on him. He hit a 14-year-old kid in the small of his back with a half-full drink of vodka. Uh, I'm now covered in spirits for $20. (laughs) And, ladies and gentlemen, that's the worst job I've ever had. So, if you think you can see me and say mean things to me, you will never match up to what Gertrude and Bert ever said to me at the VFW. So, yeah. Bert Chrysler. Um. So, uh, yeah. speaking of bingo, yeah. I just wanted to plug another brewery we're in love with. Ooh, I think I know this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Couch Ooh. Brewery out in Highland Park, Larimer area. Yeah. Washington Boulevard, yeah. baby. Uh, this Wednesday, the Wednesday after you're hearing this podcast, June 30th, 2021, mm-hmm. they're holding a, their first drag queen bingo night since oh. uh, since COVID happened. Yeah. Uh, so, go on their website, couchbrewery.com. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 bucks gets you, I believe a couple beers and a snacky. That's really uh, cool. Oh, a bingo card and two drinks. Yeah. So $30 two of your beers are paid for. You play bingo for two hours, get some really cool prizes. Yes. Uh, they, they are very creative with the prizes. It's just for fun. No money. Just come drink some beer, meet yeah. some good people. Um, I will say that my, I will be there. Mm-hmm. So if you want to meet, Half of the Decaying with yeah. the Boys crew and half of the Bash Brew crew. Uh, me and my wife will be there. Come say hi. Absolutely. And I can tell you right now, that's a fun night. That's a great I'm night. I'm so glad you brought up Bingo so I can yeah. remember to promo that for them. Love but, uh, you, Couch. Yeah. Darren. Ooh. So, Adam, we have an email. It's a good one. It gets a little little inside your head because I, uh, 
I want to know what you would say to this. So, hey, boys, I am studying to be a licensed therapist. Congratulations. We need more of those. Uh, while I was sitting in class, our professor posted the question, if you could tell your 18-year-old self something, what would it be? And apparently, how you answer this question reveals how you view yourself. So please answer this question, and I will let you know what's wrong with you. So are we getting feedback next week? I think we're going to get feedback for how we answer this. <clears throat> so I don't want you to think about it too much. I just want you to answer. Yeah, I, as you were reading yeah. it. I thought about it, and I was going to get, like, real deep with it at first and be like, "Yeah, chase your dreams, buckaroo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. But literally, my answer is drink a fucking beer, motherfucker. Don't yeah. wait till you're 21. Um, because it's kind of the chase your dreams thing, but in a more direct way. Um, high school, I mean, I'd, I'd like to really tell, like, 16-year-old me to do that. Uh, high school wasn't a cool time for me at no. all. Um, I had this, these aspirations of like being an FBI agent and like going into law enforcement and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't partake in any of the, like the partying in high school, didn't do, uh, didn't drink alcohol, didn't do drugs. I mean, for my high school, probably good. Cause some of the drugs got pretty, I was going to say, man, coming from Washco, yeah, you did yeah. a good job there, buddy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, lost a lot of friends in high school. Didn't yeah. really have a good time in high school. Got bullied a lot in high school. Um, not that I don't think. That was necessarily bad. Turned me into who I am today, yeah. a more resilient person. But high school fucking sucked. Mm -hmm. So drinking beer, one would I probably would have had a better time in high school and uh, had more friends through high school. Um, but it probably would have taught me that I was actually into some sort of science. Uh, I mean, I, I started drinking at twenty one, mm -hmm. and by the time I was twenty four, I was bringing beer. Um, twenty four, twenty five. So uh, you know, I, I really dove deep into beer. It's really weird to say, hey, your teenage self should have known to drink some beer. But, yeah, didn't give a fuck about science. Loved math, though. Yeah. So went into the math realm and took off into accounting, and, and, and it's been lucrative for me. So can't complain too much. But really wish, like, from a young age, I knew brewing was the thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe instead of spending all the money in fucking college and coming <laughs> out with all that debt. I could have went to Germany for a couple of years and like learned yeah. brewing and came back with a degree in that. That would make me um, maybe uh, probably just as wealthy and probably more fulfilled at this point. In my yeah. Life. I mean, it's all hindsight 2020. It's really sad to talk about. But bonus for me going to college is I met this guy, Matt. So, Hi. Um, it's not all bad. He hit me in the dick with a ping pong paddle. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Don't, don't think you're beating me, brother. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a, that was that was a tough day, man, because you hit me in just one testicle. From across yeah. the table and the handle. Bang. Flush. Yeah. Flush. It, was the, it was the best throw of anything I've ever played. Yeah, I would say if you had a highlight reel, it would end with that. Like, and I saw it through you, but that was still the baggy jeans time. I yeah. saw it right through them Ooh. baggy suckers. Yeah, you saw my left testicle hanging left out there. That left getting... clanger was just calling <laughs> So, yeah, without Adam, I wouldn't have had my first testicle contusion that required medical assistance. <laughs> that, yeah. Where so, would I be without it? What are you, what are you telling your 18-year-old self? Oh, easy. I'm going to tell my 18-year-old self to just stop caring about other people and what they think of me. Because uh, much like you, I didn't have a great time in high school. I really didn't have a great time for my first year in college. When I came in, because if you remember, I didn't get to meet you guys until we were damn near through our was, first year. Yeah, it was like end of spring semester. Yeah, so I, I didn't know you guys. Um, 
got picked on a lot in high school too. And I constantly worried about what other people thought of me. Um, there were days I called off sick to school because I was afraid to go, uh, just cause I knew somebody yeah. wanted to say something to me. Yeah. Um, so it was tough. I, and I cared so much what they all thought about me now. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm, I'm so secure in myself. I'm not the perfect person, but like I'm so secure in myself now that I wish I had this confidence right. back then because I wanted to be same thing. I wanted to be something very significant and something very important. And I just didn't have the confidence in myself that dude, I was, I was a little bitch. I really was. I was just like, I, but, it, but it did help me because I got like super into music. I got into comic books and video games and horror, like even more into horror movies. Yeah. Uh, and it made me like, those are things people like me for now, you know, like, uh, very much, you know, yeah, that's really weird how that, like, yeah, it sucked in high school for yeah. everybody. But now that I'm out here, everyone's like, man, I wish I knew more about like this story arc for Marvel. Cause Marvel's fucking cool now. Meanwhile, you were shoving me into lockers because I was carrying around an Iron Man comic book. Right. And you're like, bitch, and like shoving me all. They didn't call me bitch. They called me where I don't want to stay on the podcast. Right. But yeah. Can't was, say that word anymore. Can't say that one anymore. It was right there. But yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I totally dove into music and horror movies. Like, yeah. That's, it was comforting. Like, by my fu- like by my fucking self. Yeah. Like, I had two really good friends through high school and lost both of them by the end of senior year because, like, yeah. They, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they were planning on going on and doing after high school, but like, it wasn't college. Yeah, I was going. Like, I just knew I was going to college because that was the thing to do. Right. Everyone puts that in your head hard. Too. Yeah. I mean, but like, I don't. I, I regret not no not knowing what my passion was, but I chased what I thought my passion was at yeah. the time. So I I can't regret too much. Like you just you you right grow up and you learn like um but did love call like for as shitty yeah. as high school was college was college sick was fucking awesome. i loved it man yeah. i also probably tell myself too don't get engaged that first girl i'd probably <laughs> say that for fucking sure oh don't get engaged in your early 20s don't get, get don't get engaged in your early 20s yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like i really love this guy or girl and i should get engaged no don't no you don't you don't you like them right now because they fuck you like crazy and that's the only reason because all 20 year olds do that don't buy into the hype um, yeah, but most importantly, just not giving a shit what the quote unquote popular people thought of me because I, cause in a small town too, and you know this too, you're in a small town and the popular people actually are like full fledged politicians. They can say whatever they want about you and it's gospel, right. you know, and you just eat that shit burger. Um, but then like, like I said, like I grew up and I still do the things I loved back then. I haven't changed much. Um, you know, and I still oddly catch weird shit for liking like death metal and stuff. It's like, well, how can you listen to that? I was like, well, it doesn't fucking matter to you. I'm not blasting it into your eardrums. Like, right. Fuck off. I'm ruining my eardrums right now, but it's like, it's that kind of shit. But like couple that with that terrible job I had and I'm prepared to handle anybody talking to me. There's nothing anyone can say to me that makes me like, oh, I'm insecure about you, myself. You are good at that. I'm still a fragile little bitch, but you're really good at that. <laughs> There's, I've heard some of the most hateful fucking things growing up where there were times where I, like I would, you know, therapy was frowned upon in my house and it was like, oh, mom, I'm not feeling good. I don't want to go to school for the third oh, day in a row. Your stomach hurt? No, I like, just like feel sad. Yeah, Fuck, buck up, buckaroo. Yeah, I was like, to school. 
boys don't cry and you should feel okay and no one should have to know how you feel. All right. Well, now I'm 35 and I have a complex, <laughs> but you know, it all worked out in the end. Cause like Adam said, I got to meet Adam in college and our weird intricacies met up with each other and we're still friends now. And it's, it's, you will find people that have like-minded ideas and just do the things that we're talking about. Love what you love. Don't take shit from people. You know, as long as they're hurting anybody, just do what you want to do. Come and hang out with us. Yeah. Oh, definitely <laughs> hang out with us. We'll corrupt the fuck out of you. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to hear how that plays into how I'd love that. I feel like we're going to get similar feedback. Yeah. 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 I hope they finally figure out you're a psychopath. I hope so too. Yeah. Uh, just for whoever asked this question. Yeah. I also have a very low resting heart rate and love, <laughs> uh, love bitter tasting things, which I heard were also characteristics it's, of a psychopath. Yeah. You're basically Norman Bates with a fucking brewery addiction. Uh, no, yeah. No IPA is bitter enough for me and no coffee is black enough for me. So go ahead and diagnose the shit. Out of me. I watched Adam drink a, a room temperature cup of coffee and he just went yum. Yeah. <laughs> My stomach rumbled a little bit, and you thought I was going to be like, oh, that didn't make me feel good. I was like, that was mm, That's good. That's what I need. I like it because when it's room temperature, you can chug it. You and just the slam caffeine, it. The caffeine nails you. psychopath. <laughs> yeah, and low resting heart rate. Uh, my doctor asked if I ran marathons, and I said, you just weighed me in at 230 on the scale. <laughs> no clearly, I, clearly, I haven't run for anything but a beer in the last <laughs> five years. Yeah, dude. Your enzymes are really... <laughs> So, Adam, speaking of uh, running for beers, you can tell people where to run for beers right now by telling all the lovely people that are listening to us what's on tap. Yeah, not a giant, uh, not a giant uh, freaking tangent on what we're doing yeah. right now. I just wanted to mention a third beer we're drinking oh, yeah. right now. Um, so we do, we don't come off too wrestling heavy. Mm. We love beer. Yes. Um, so we got uh, our hands on some Pacifica Pills from Butler Brewers, which is delicious. a dry hopped pilsner with Pacifica hops. Uh, 4.9% ABV from Butler Brew Works in Butler, PA. Um, if you're up there, check them out. Yeah. Uh, haven't checked out a bunch in Butler, but as far as them stacking up with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh local breweries, very good. Great yeah. crispies, great IPAs, great dark beers, um, and their food menu is incredible. Mm -hmm. Check out their sandwich. Their, yeah. their Reuben was phenomenal you know papa likes a good reuben yeah so butler brew works up in butler pa they're right uh right in the downtown main drag go check them out hell yeah tell them the boy sent you as always so um on tap number one kind of a kind of an announcement uh non-announcement because we're kind of in limbo but we have the south of heffen hefeweizen yeah. that we did um we are going to try our best still to serve this on july 3rd at pnc park in the parking lot tailgating uh, with uh, current state and local mandates, tailgating is not permitted yet, but it is supposed to be permitted as of the third. Um, so we're just going to keep an eye on it. Um, keep 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 on our socials, Decay with the Boys and Bash Brew social yeah. medias. Um, we will be there with Hop Nation USA, so keep an eye on their socials. We will post as soon as we know where we'll be if we're not there or if we're there. Uh, as soon as we can come check it out we made that exclusively for this share um uh, for the sampling so come come try it out it's a uh, 5.4 hefeweizen that was hopped uh whirlpool hopped with a bunch of tropical hops 
So it's not necessarily a bitter hoppy Hefeweizen, but it's a tropical Hefeweizen, which yeah. is, it's really interesting. Perfect for the I'm, summertime. I'm pretty happy with it. Kind of cloudy, unfiltered. Yeah. You know, true home. It's got balls, man. And accompanying that wherever we go, we'll, I'm almost 100% sure, be Dad Shoes, which is our lemon shandy. Uh, we have a whole keg of it left, so I'd love to sample that out and let some people try it. Again, we call it our lining Kugel Summer Shandy Killer. It is too, uh, man. Five point two percent. So we're bringing some. We're bringing two sippers. I believe our cohorts on the Hop they Nation. They are not <laughs> on Hop Nation is bringing a big boy. So we're gonna help. Uh, you have some choices. We're gonna help you hydrate. Uh, uh, and then on our third tap, we still have some mom jeans for for the time being, um, running low. And then on our fourth tap, we have the retired triple agent. Uh, Pineapple Jalapeno Triple IPA at 10.2%. R.I.P. Connell. Also, yeah, R.I.P. Connell. Uh, also, probably got like 10, 12 bottles of yeah. that one left. That, that one's r- running yeah. low. We are brewing our asses off in the next coming weeks. Yes. Because uh, this tasting event is going to be followed by quite a few others that I will tell everybody about in the future. But yeah, yeah we're, we are getting prepped to go. We are getting ready for one of the biggest comeback seasons that we've ever yeah. endured. Uh, and uh, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's a first world complaint, but all of the brewery competitions and events we would be <laughs> yeah. a part of year wide yeah. now have permission to do it in the third quarter and fourth quarter of the year. Yes. So our third quarter, especially uh, third quarter and beginning of fourth quarter are just we're packed. hammered. There's going to be some we're going to have to pass on. Just because of conflicting dates, uh, twenty twenty two will be a much better year. Yeah, it'll be spread out again, hopefully, and we'll get out to you guys all year long. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just uh, as always, Matt's going to plug it here. Just stick with our socials and yeah. uh, and just keep in touch. We will find you guys somewhere on July third. If not, it's might here. put a bl- might put a blast out for the Jojitorium and yeah. just uh, you know hang out and pour some. Sample glasses here. We'll get some sample cups and rock it here. I don't care. Yeah, absolutely. We can bless uh, America's independence on the third, punching out some of the sweet Hefeweizen that comes from the Brew Lab. And if you want to know what's happening here in the Brew Lab with Adam and the team, you can follow him at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to follow him on Untapped. And as always, if you want to know what's happening here with Adam and Matt, Decaying with the Boys, all you have to do is follow us at DecayingWTB on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Please do not forget to send us your emails, DecayingWTB at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to support our sponsors because when you support them, you support us. And lastly, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>